never please everybody. And those that are gonna rock with you, you rock with them. And those that are gonna support you, you support them. But what you can control is you can control your attitude and activity. There's only two things you can control. What is going on guys? Welcome back to another episode on Over a Brew. I'm your host, Cruz Garcia. As you all know, my goal with this podcast is to sit with individuals that are either impacting the world or are on their way to do so. Uh, the gentleman that I get the pleasure to sit with today is already doing that. On today's episode, I get the pleasure to sit with one of my good friends, Jeremy Sherrill. Jeremy runs a very successful business where he builds leaders and mentors others to get financially ahead. He's also a father of a beautiful baby and engaged to an amazing woman. With no further ado, guys, let's jump on right into today's episode. Jeremy, brother, very excited. What's going on? What's going on, bro? Very excited to have you on my podcast. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Definitely, bro. Well, not only are you my best friend, not only are you one of my really good friends, but you're also a mentor. You're also someone that I admire, someone that's, you know, doing big things and accomplishing things. And thus far, you've done great things. Um, I'm very excited for my audience to hear about you. Very excited for them to hear your story, some of the things that you're doing. And as you pave the way to get to the top, you know, I want them to, to keep tabs on you and for them to learn from you today. Awesome, man. Well, I'm definitely uh, excited to speak with you all and share just a little bit of nuggets that I've been able to pick up along the way. And Cruz is someone uh, from day one that I've met that I've believed in 1,000%. <laughs> Even, I think, sometimes more than uh, he might believe in himself. Probably. But, um, you know, honored to, uh, you know, support your endeavors on this and uh, share with the world, you know, just what we're working on, the vision where we're going, and help others, you know, really just win in life. And that's one of my big purposes that um, inspires me every day to get up and do what I do. Definitely. How do you feel right now? I feel good. This is a uh, first time on a podcast, so is it weird? Is it different? It's definitely weird. Yeah, um, not just kind of interacting, talking, you know, with someone. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's definitely new, and the only way that you grow is through discomfort. So I'm excited to uh, get comfortable with this uncomfortable microphone <laughs> in front of me. <laughs> no, it's awesome, bro. Well. Before we get into it, I, I want them to know who you are from yourself. I want them to get to know you a little bit. So why don't you mind introducing yourself? Absolutely. So uh, like Cruz mentioned, my name is Jeremy Sherrill. I was uh, born and raised in Palmdale, California. Uh, so the land of Afro man. That's how everybody knows it. <laughs> and um, I grew up with two very hardworking parents. Uh, my mom was a paralegal until the day she passed away. And my dad was an entrepreneur and owned uh, his own business in the um, truck repair and selling. Um, so growing up, there was always a lot of like random engine parts and buses and trucks like coming to the house. And um, but learned a lot of just the you know value of you know hard work and also you know through that when you have two hardworking parents. Um, also grew up very like isolated. Uh, my family was very independent. So I think, you know, for me, who I am today and where my independence comes from was, you know, growing up 
where I kind of just had to, you know, figure things out on my own. And, you know, coming from a family where everybody's out kind of working or, you know, doing what they can to do to, to provide, one thing that I, you know, yearn for now in my own personal life is that unity and, you know, bringing people together. And now I've been able to now find a platform where I'm able to not only do that for my own family, right, but also for my team and bringing people together um, with a, you know, common interest on helping us all elevate to the next levels of our life. So, you know, growing up in Palmdale, um, you know, I was able to do achieve, you know, a lot of things in high school. I got mm-hmm. involved in sports. Um, I, you know, was actually uh, ASB president of the school, something I kind of forgot about. Um, I was involved in different, you know, things, giving back to like the freshman classes and things like that. So I got involved. And after Palmdale, I had the opportunity to get accepted to UC Santa Barbara. Well, I mean, you're jumping way ahead of me right now, bro. <laughs> you're, you're, you're answering too many questions at once. Um, I want to, you know, start off with, you mentioned your family, you know, very independent, mm-hmm. very isolated, very um, to themselves. I For feel sure. like that's kind of like how I've known you. But talk about your childhood. So your parents, an entrepreneur, a paralegal. People would have thought, you know, you've you grew up in a very successful family, right? For sure. So how was that? Yeah. So so growing up in Palmdale, um, childhood was, you know, on the weekends, you know, having barbecues. Um, I did grow up, you know, having you know, quads and dirt bikes, and that was a big part of my life. Um, and I guess growing up in you know, middle to you know, I guess quote unquote upper middle class. Um, you know, I was definitely the one, you know, through school, you know, having different, you know, parties at my house or any birthdays. It was a lot of times um, I was always the one hosting and, you know, which which I was definitely fortunate to to have. And, you know, now growing up to the point where I have my own family, you know, I think about that a lot of, you know, what am I doing every day to, you know, create that childhood that I was fortunate enough to have to give to, you know, my now son as well. And um, so... So so you mentioned, you know, growing up, it was a very... um, Because I've been to Palmdale, I think, because of you, I've been to Palmdale, and it looks very similar to Stockton. Big time. It looks very similar to the place that I grew up at. Um, It's either you're going to make it or you're not going to make it or you're going to become just part of the norm, Mm. right? So through high school, did you envision yourself leaving Palmdale? Yeah, no, for sure. So Palmdale's definitely um, has definitely expanded a lot, you know, in the last years. But it's very, uh, you know, suburban, small little town. Um, until you know, over the last several years, more people from LA with the you know cost of living, um, you know, have really kind of gone more towards out there. Um, but amongst all my friends, uh, I was actually one of the really the only ones that I knew that actually kind of got out. And had the opportunity to, you know, go to college. Uh, most of my friends, you know, kind of stayed back. Some got jobs. Some went to the, you know, the community college out there. Um, some got unfortunately locked up. Um, you know, I lost a, f- you know, a few friends in high school, and um, you know, so I did. You know, was fortunate in that respect to, to have the opportunity. And I definitely always envisioned myself definitely have the opportunity to to leave. I knew that. There, there's more for me. And the only way that I was really able to 
you know, see what my full potential was, was to definitely get out and go explore. Um, I didn't want to go too far because uh, I definitely wanted to stay kind of close to my family. So I was yeah. looking at maybe, you know, UCLA um, or Santa Barbara. When I visited Santa Barbara's campus, I just fell in love. You're like, I got to go there. <laughs> <laughs> had to go there, man. Oh, man. Had to so, go there. For so those that have not been to Santa Barbara, make sure you go to Santa Barbara. It's, <laughs> it's probably not what it is today, but the same respect, it's probably the most beautiful cities I think, uh, you know, in SoCal, so. Yeah, I get the pleasure to work up there sometimes. It's very beautiful. For sure. So <clears throat> you said you, you, you always knew there was going to be more for you. Big time. So in high school, right, was there anything that, you know, sparked that? Or was it always in you to say, you know what, at the age of 10, 12, 13 years old, there's always going to be more for me out of here? Or was there like a, a pivotal moment where you said, you know what, this is a moment where I realized yeah, there's more things out there that I can reach and achieve. Yeah. So I think, you know, growing up with the parents that I, you know, was was blessed enough to have, um, they definitely were always, you know, on me to kind of just stay in a straight path. Um, and I was actually, you know, me and my brother are polar opposites, um, but I've kind of always just kind of, you know, followed suit um, for the longest. I was never the brightest kid really in school, but I would always just like, reach out and say, what kind of extra credit can I do? I was always looking to, to get that edge. Um, I was a kid in high school that sold candy. I had the mm. honey buns. Every week I would go to Costco, get the dollar candy bars, flip them for, you know, a profit, you know, make double my money. Um, so he was always an entrepreneur. Yeah, so I definitely think I was, you know, having my father as an entrepreneur, having that blood, you know, in me. But I never really knew what I wanted to do. Got it. And even going into college, um, I still never, I actually didn't pick a major until winter quarter of my junior year. Wow. So I actually was not even going to graduate on time because I, I couldn't decide what I wanted to do. And, um, you know, now, you know, most recently been able to be fortunate enough to actually find a career, find a platform um, where I absolutely love what I do. Definitely. And I'm able to, you know, push myself to the next level. Well, I want to still talk about the build-up to that point. I definitely want to talk about your career. I want to talk about what you're doing, your business, your mission, what you're you know, looking to strive in the, in the future and in now. Um, but what was your relationship like with your parents? I mean, your dad being an entrepreneur, I'm sure that a lot of people that listen to this probably experience that their dad is always out working hard, you know, bringing the bread to bringing the bread home, your mom also being a paralegal, I'm sure that she was working extensive hours. What was that like? Yeah, big time. So, so growing up for, for me, especially like at least like high school era, um, and even middle school, uh, my dad, yeah, was working, you know, 10, 12 plus hour days. So I would see him in and out. And my mom, uh, same thing. And she was actually commuting to Sherman Oaks every day, which Palm to Sherman Oaks is not that close, especially with traffic. I mean, you're looking at probably two to four hours each way with traffic. And um, I was always involved in sports, you know, basketball growing up. And I got into swimming, you know, in high school. And I remember sometimes my mom would come home just like crying because she's stuck in traffic and I had to get to a game or whatever. And so really the relationship with them was, you know, definitely a lot of time away. And, you know, when we ever did have a barbecue on the weekend or whatever, um, it was definitely special. Um, but I would say individually I had a, you know, pretty good, you know, relationship. It was, it was a lot though, just kind of, I was definitely closer to my mom. Um, my dad was more kind of just hands off with just, you know, disciplining me here and there, teaching me more, just, you know, morals or things like that. But my mom was definitely more involved, um, you know, before I was driving, taking me to school, um, helping me with any homework or assignments, 
And so she was definitely, you know, instrumental on where I'm at today. Um, she actually helped me write my personal statements, go to college. <laughs> she, she really did a lot for me. So, you know, for those that are out there that have a parent that, you know, that really cares, wants to be involved, um, you know, I challenge you to, you know, bring them in your life because, again, you don't know when they're, you know, last day you're going to see them. And so, but it was definitely, like I told you, you know, a very more isolating experience because they, you know, were such go-getters and were so hardworking was that, you know, that meant kind of just less family time, right? Less, you know, time that we're just mingling together or dinner nights yeah. or whatever it was. And so that's where I think, you know, now that I, you know, I interact with so many people, you know, I see that where so many people are just working so hard in these nine to fives or they're running their businesses and they just like have no time, you know, for their family, for their loved ones to do what they do. And so that's where now, you know, what I'm most passionate about doing is is teaching people how to get ahead, you know, financially and create that more time for their loved ones. Definitely. Um, because unfortunately our time is very limited, you know, here on this earth. Yeah. And it can go back go by like this. Right? Definitely. I, I completely agree with you. So you were so you were saying that you were closer to your mom, right? One thing that you remember from her that, that she did, that she did for you that stands out the most? Oh man. Um, you share some stuff with me. Yeah, there's a couple. Um, Starting with the personal like, statement, like a, probably. Like, like a, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, a, like a good thing? Like a or, good thing or a bad thing. Because one time she did throw a broom or a, a comb. It was supposed to hit my brother and hit me straight in the head. Why? Why, why, why did that happen? I don't know. Why? My brother was doing some kind of shenanigans. Okay. Um, but that, I don't know why. <laughs> I definitely remember that time. <laughs> so I got popped. Like, I ran the eye with like a really like wooden like uh, comb. Um, Damn. But um, yeah, man. I don't know, man. My mom was just a fighter, man. My mom was just someone that was so selfless. Yeah. Like, growing up, she would, um, you know, she had us. She had her, you know, nine-to-five jobs, paralegals. She was basically running this guy's business for him, working crazy hours. And um, she would still just, like, come home, still take us to, you know, practice and games, still help with, like, homework, still trying yeah. to make some food. Um, she would pick up other parents' kids um, she would donate all these different items. Like she was just so selfless. Wow. And so I think one of the biggest things that I got from her was, you know, not just the work ethic, but really just, you know, the amount of just selflessness and to treat others with just love and kindness. And, you know, and I never really used to see her get anything in return. It was just always her give, 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 give. And, um, you know, it's, that's been one of the hardest things of, you know, not having her here on this earth anymore, you know, losing her to cancer. Um, and you kind of wonder in that moment, how can someone that gives so much and that's that selfless, like why they're the ones sometimes that have to, you know, suffer or go through that, that challenging moment. And so I kind of still ask myself to this day, like kind of why me, you know, why her? Like almost why does she have to be kind of that, like that sacrifice? Um, and I guess I still don't have like the perfect answer, you know, to that question yet. But what I start to realize is that, you know, she's now only been able to fuel me more and allow me to give even more of myself than I was probably ever ever able to. And I'm a better man today, almost like because of her and through her and through that experience. And so, especially in that moment, if anybody on this, you know, that's listening to this is going through that, that tough time where they've lost a loved one or, you know, they're just going through something they're struggling with, anxiety, depression, I've been there. So, 
if you're going through that, a lot of times in those moments, you don't realize that, you know, those biggest challenges or adversities that you face and you're kind of just like, why me? Why, why this? Why this experience? In that moment, a lot of times, you don't even realize that that ends up turning out to be your, you know, your greatest blessing. Definitely. Because if that experience didn't happen, you know, with, with losing my mom, I would not be half the man I am today. How was it losing her during that process? Yeah, so she, um, she had breast cancer actually my uh, senior year of, uh, of college. And I uh, actually didn't know if she was going to be alive because the doctor told her she had less than a year to live if she was even going to be able to see me graduate. How did you say that is, news? Huh? How was that? Like, how was the news to you? It was weird, man. So I was, I was living in Santa Barbara at the time, and uh, I remember um, after my mom was at ICU and she had the, the surgeries that she had with the tumors, and I remember coming down and seeing her, and she looked like already, like, dead already. She was, like, super pale, super frail, and uh, just seeing her in the ICU bed. Yeah. And, um, and then that was when I was overhearing, you know, the, the doctors talking to my, you know, my family, and they were saying that, you know, at most, you know, the, the surgeries went well, they're successful, but at most yet, you know, probably less than a year to live. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, at that moment, man, everything kind of just, like, stopped. And uh, I definitely had a moment in my life where I kind of was questioning of what I was doing career-wise, you know, why we're going to school, why I've been, you know, working so hard as I have to, to get where I've gotten to. And uh, really just started questioning life, you know, finding out kind of what was really important. And, um, you know, and all the little things that we get caught up in. Um, but at that moment, I, you know, had to not just be strong for myself, but I had to be strong for her, which was, which was tough. Right. right. How do you stay strong when you're, you're knowing that your best friend, your mother, the, the person that you looked up to, the person that was the strongest, that was willing to fight, that was willing to continue <coughs> and come home out of after work, put in the time you know, put in the effort, be there for her family. Like, how do you stay strong when you see someone deteriorating like that? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think the number one word is love. I think you do that through love, right? Yeah. And I think when you understand the deeper, like, uh, meaning of, of love, in that moment, you can realize, like, same if, for those that are like, feel like they're just working or grinding so hard like for their family. And then, you know, maybe you have a spouse, your kids are like, why aren't you here more? What are, like, like you're, you're doing that pain. You're going through that pain for love. And I think there's a selfish way to love where you're kind of like, well, me, me, me. Well, I'm not going to go to work. I'm not going to do this like as a shortcut to spend more time, whatever. But I think what's more remarkable and what's a deeper, you know, sense of the word love is that when you can you endure those things through the pain, right? That I'm putting myself out there every day, going through the rejection, you know, trying, and not necessarily to, to cry and not cry, I think that's fine, but like going to work the next day, keep showing up, you know, not quitting, not kind of just going into that depression and, and being in a curled up ball all day, right? Because then I feel like that's selfish. I think that's a selfish version of love because like my mom, for example, the last thing that she would want is for me to be unhappy. It's for me to be not successful. It's for me to not be chasing my goals. And so same, I think, with your family. When you're fighting for your family and you're going through those scenes and I'm showing up every day and I'm getting rejected through work or making phone calls or whatever it is, like, it's not about me, right? It's, it's about that, that greater love for, for my family, for future generations, you know, for the ones that we lost. And 
you know, and I also just lost my grandmother uh, about five, six weeks ago now. And uh, actually for, was fortunate enough to have a conversation with her, you know, on one of her last days uh, before she went into a coma. And uh, one of the biggest things that she told me was that, hey, I want you to be happy, right? So when I pass, don't be sad. I want you to be happy, which in that moment, right, it's kind of like, it's weird because you're like, well, you're dying. Like, this is a sad thing. But it just goes to show you, again, when you have that deeper sense of love, yes, you can, we're, we're emotional creatures, so I'm going to feel sad. I'm going to feel kind of defeated in that moment. But I'm going to persevere. I'm going to push through because of how deep my love is for those individuals. Yeah. And how proud that I want to make them, you know, whether they're physically or not physically on this earth, I'm going to become that best version of myself um, to show them my deepest, um, you know, level of, of care and love for those individuals. Damn. How do you tell yourself that during the process? Yeah. Like, you know, oftentimes you hear these successful people, these people that speak, and especially, like, within your company, within what you're doing, you hear these great leaders who say, you know what, during tough times, during the moments of you wanting to quit, during the moments of... of scarcity during the moments of pain remember that there's always a lesson you're going to learn but it's like okay it's easy it's easier said than done right when 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 you're going through that you don't see that you don't see that or you don't think that oh yeah because of this because of this happening there's something better that's going to happen after or because of this i'm going to learn a lesson how do you tell yourself that yeah because i've seen you you know when i think you shared with me when your mom passed away you went straight to work the next day. Mm-hmm. And then I got to witness that when your grandma passed away, you know, you went straight to work. You were actually working, I believe so. I think uh, you were still working. And that to me is remarkable mm-hmm. because I try to put myself in your position and in your situation. And I know that everyone copes with, with things differently, but... It just it's impressive to see that you still manage to be Jeremy. You still manage to be happy. You still manage to make people around you feel happy. And I'm sure that deep inside, you were still feeling you know, all these emotions, all these thoughts. So, how? Yeah, it's a good question. So I mean, I think obviously, kind of you mentioned, every everybody's unique, right? So you it definitely starts with you do have to know yourself. And if you feel like hey, you need a day need a week, you know, to, to come at peace with yourself, I think you need to, you need to be honest, right? Now, what I do see, though, and I think a lot of times too often, you know, working with so many peers, so many individuals, you know, especially I think in our society more than ever today, a lot of us have struggled, you know, with this anxiety and depression and not feeling good enough and self-doubt, um, you know, that fear, trying to live up to perfection, trying to live up to that you know, to social media and all that. I think it's, you know, what, what I personally do is almost have just blind faith. Because to really, to, to really be honest with you, I don't really know. Like, I don't really know why I just went to work the next day. Um, you know, why I just keep going, why I keep just trying to inspire others and, and just give almost like my mom just give, keep giving give 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 to be honest I, I don't even have that answer for you yet 
accept for accept to you know live up to my greater purpose and i think a lot of times where when we get stuck the most or when we get frustrated the most is that when we just make it all about ourselves mm-hmm. but when you're living your greater purpose in life and you're able to you know look outward and look externally on that it's not just about you know you not showing up to work that day or whatever how it's just impacting you but when you realize how much it's impacting other people or if you're not if you're showing up that day and you're not being your best self like not only is it affecting you negatively but how much like it's affecting other people and i think the more that i started to not make it about me yeah and the more that i started to realize like wow i i you know and we all do we all have a big purpose on this earth if you were born if you're listening to this right now (laughs) you have a big purpose yep you do and i think the more that we like i said look outwards and again not make it about ourselves i think that's how i really you know persevere and um and again i you know i'm human though sorry so i have my times or literally at night you know you know, Kareem and the baby are sleeping. Like I just, I just break down sometimes. I just literally, it's like be 11, 12 o'clock. I literally just start like crying and, um, and it happens every so often. And, um, so again, I don't know if I'm doing what's right. What's not, if I'm coping, right? there's, <laughs> I don't think there's a right or wrong. Yeah. I just think, like I told you, it's like, you really, you know, we have such a short time, like I said here and every day like matters so much. And you have to start treating every day, you know, like a million, billion dollar day, like an opportunity, um, you know, because we hear stories all the time, these tragedies that happen, like we truly don't know, you know, and it sounds kind of cliche, like, you know, like live life to the fullest or whatever, um, you know, but it, but it, it is true. Yeah. It is true. So, so in those moments, you know, when, when these things happen, I think, yeah, number one is you know remembering you know the legacy of that loved one you know of them passing and you know put yourself in their shoes and how would they want you to react would they would they want you to you know to spiral into depression and drugs and and all that Mm -hmm. or would they want you to succeed yep and be happy yep right and so i kind of like i say yeah i just have that kind of blind faith of like Okay, this is what they want. I gotta right. I can be sad for a little bit if I need to take a day, maybe go to the beach or just reflect, or if I need that. Okay, like pencil that in, make that happen, right? So do that. So take that time for yourself. Don't don't feel any shame with that. Take that time for yourself, but at the same time, don't dwell on it, right? Because again, the things you dwell on is the things that you become, right? Or is who you become, right? Mm-hmm. So if you dwell on being sad or depressed, you're gonna become depressed. So you dwell on you know inspiring others or becoming successful then you're going to become successful did you ever have a thought of depression of like you mentioned going into a dark hole oh yeah yeah so this is something that i think um especially when people i've, I've always kind of been that kid too like in high school and even college like people would just see me and they're like oh like that guy has it all like perfect <laughs> um or he's like cocky arrogant like i've always had that like perception um, so I've always kind of had to like, kinda, like feel like I'm having like an upward battle every time I meet somebody that like, I almost got to prove to them that no, nah, like I'm cool, man. Like, 
I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not that guy. Um, How'd you cope with that? Like, how, how do you deal with that? Yeah, you just... Did it ever, like, affect you in any way? Yeah, no, it, it does. Because especially for those that do know me, I have, like, a really big heart. And mm-hmm. I care a lot. You do. A lot. And, um, but I've also learned, especially being just in business, for those that, are, that do own a business, you realize that you can never please everybody. And those that are going to rock with you, you rock with them. And those that are going to support you, you support them. But what you can control is you can control your attitude and activity. There's only two things you can control. So I've learned that I can't have any control of how people are going to prejudge me. All I can do is just work to become a better version of myself. And for those that are going to you know, see that, and for those that want to you know, be a part of my life, then they'll be there. And guess what? Those are the people that are meant to be there. Yeah. Um, you know, lately I've been, you know, I never really grew up with like faith and, and God and all that. So that's something that I've been working towards. It's been a, it's been a journey of mine the last, you know, few years. But I just really been having this almost this blind faith kind of what, you know, religion is, is that we really don't know. But it's better for me just to believe because what's the alternative? Not believe. So I'd rather just believe and believe that you know this is how my you know mom would want me to be this is how my grandmother would want me to be i just have that blind faith to just become the best version of myself and that's what you know i work and i strive every day to inspire others to do themselves awesome well let's get into your business cool. all right so do you mind sharing the story as how you got into this business and what you're doing and yeah let's get into it cool so so after uh uc santa barbara like i said i i didn't have a major it's almost my senior year and i had the opportunity to either pick uh, sociology or global studies Um, the counselor said you got to pick one of these if you want to graduate on time and so i'm like well i really don't know what either of them mean but global studies sounds more cool so I picked global studies and uh, ended up like acing every class and uh, really enjoyed it. It was like a bro- very broad major. And after I graduated, I had the opportunity uh, because I was a RA resident assistant while I was at school, had the opportunity to be a assistant director uh, for the undergraduate uh, housing for the dorms. And uh, so I actually, so I took the position and it was a great transition from, you know, from college to, you know, the work life because I got place I got an apartment to live so I don't have to go too far I got a little salary so it was a really smooth transition yeah and um and yeah so I started getting accustomed to kind of like the nine to five like my office is actually right across the street from where I live so it was pretty it was a pretty cool gig and um how long did you do that for uh, for two years okay so it was a two-year position and then I had the opportunity to well most people go to grad school and they get their like their master's in like higher education so, you know, so I just kind of took every day and I, and I really loved the, you know, leadership aspect of it. I loved like working with the students. Um, I loved just like the creativity, like putting on events, things like that. Um, but I definitely realized that this position was not going to create the lifestyle that I wanted. You know, there were some people there that were working there for, you know, 10, 15, 20 years and, um, you know, retire with like a little pension or something. And I realized that's not going to create the lifestyle I want, right? I wanted big goals and wanted a you know white ferrari red interior and house on the beach <laughs> so i realized that was not gonna to cut it right so so I, i've always been interested in business but i never knew what i wanted to do so i actually started starting to get my real estate license yeah probably most people have done and like six months in into today's world right yeah and like six months into it i was like 
I don't want to sell homes. Not something I'm like passionate about. And then I met a guy um, who was like a director for like farmers insurance or something. And he had like a Corvette. And at that time I was like, I don't know, like 21. I was like, well, I want a Corvette. So, so I started interviewing with him. I think I like, I signed on, but then I was like, well, I don't want to actually, wait a minute. I don't want to do auto and home insurance. I didn't want to do like tra- transactional sales. Cause I was like, I wasn't passionate about it. So then I actually, um, wait, got, how did you approach him for the, for I think you told me a story about it. I don't know. I met him somewhere. I think I met him like at a restaurant or something. And uh, we exchanged info and then he invited me to his office and he had like this black Corvette. And I was like, I was like, man, I want a Corvette. Didn't you ask him like, <laughs> what, like, what do you do or something? Like yeah. That? I don't know. Yeah. I think I saw him got out. And I think I just walked right up to him. I was like, Hey man, what do you do? Like nice car. What do you do? So I don't know. So, anyways, I'm like pretty like fearless like that, yeah. which I encourage you to do. If you're listening to this, like life is short, man. Like just be, if you see something you like, something that interests you, just go ask. Yeah. Like, especially most people are successful like that. You'd be surprised. Like they'll just like, they love just talking about themselves. Like, they'll just share all these nuggets with you and give you opportunities. So yeah. So definitely if uh, you ever see something you like, just, just go ask. Don't steal it, obviously. <laughs> right. But <laughs> just, just, ask. Go, just go ask like, Hey man, like what do you do? Like how can I get one of these? You know? Yeah. And it's crazy. People literally tell you the answer. It's pretty crazy. It worked. Yeah. So, um, so anyhow, um, then around that same time, and by the way, this is all amongst uh, my mom at this point being stage four with cancer. So it's going through that as well. And so I actually started, you know, was figuring out, okay, well, my mom's in Palmdale. I was in Santa Barbara. So I was like, well, actually, now I'm going to try to get closer to maybe like the Valley or, or Palmdale area. So I want to be closer to her. So amongst this time, just again, timing is just so random. I got a text from someone that I actually went to um, elementary school with who I ended up running into in Santa Barbara. And she said, hey, I have this you know, guy that I think you do really well what he does. Like, are you open to hearing him out? I'm like, sure. So I meet, uh, so I reach out to this guy. And at the time, this guy was doing financial planning. And I had no idea what the heck financial planning meant. And so I just learned a little bit more. And then I just really fell in love with the concept after I learned more about the ability to own my own business but also help people in a meaningful way. And I was like, all right, well, this is cool. This is something I can really align with. And around that same time, you know, when I was getting my different licenses with the state of California, I started learning about all these like financial concepts, like, mm-hmm. you know, retirement, insurance, and all these things. And so when I used to go visit my mom, you know, when she was in the different like, um, you know, hospice care and different homes, I, w- I would tell her about the things I was learning. And uh, the one thing, um, you know, and I'll never forget this day, I think it was like long-term care, life insurance or something like that that I was learning about. And I was explaining to my mom. My mom, you know, kind of stopped me. She goes, oh, wow, that sounds really awesome. Like, can I get that? Yeah. And for those that, you know, are familiar with the industry, you know, when someone's, you know, like that, they're, they're what's called uninsurable. So I literally, you know, had to, to look in my mom's eyes and tell her that, mom, like, this is not an option for you. And at that moment, man, I just, I, something hit me where I was like, like, this can't happen. Like, I have to be that person that someone wasn't brave enough to be for my mom. And I was kind of frustrated in that moment. And I was upset that why didn't my mom, that was, was a paralegal for 20 plus years, didn't have a retirement account set up. So even if she lived, I don't know what her plan was going to be. She had no, like, life insurance. She had, like, nothing. She had no plan. And so I was really just, I was confused. I was frustrated. I was upset. My mom was, you know, she went to UCSB actually. She graduated from there. So she was college educated, worked for a lawyer. So I was like, how is someone that's educated like this 
not have anything set up. Yeah. And especially as giving as my mom was, I was like, I didn't even know where, how she was that giving too, like where she got those resources from, but she had like nothing. And at that moment, I realized, okay, this is something way bigger than myself. And there's so if my mom, I'm sure there's millions of people out there that need help. And I have to be that person that, again, someone wasn't brave enough to be for my mom. And that was when I kind of devoted myself to this career of financial services, of financial planning. And so I, I worked for this firm for several years until, you know, now about a year and a half ago, I was able to, you know, find a platform which now allows me to be an independent broker where I don't just represent one company. I represent all the top financial institutions on the market. So I'm able to, you know, just one, be a better advisor, offer more services to my clients and really truly work, you know, for my client and not for a company. Um, and amongst all this, I've just become really obsessed and very passionate, you know, about leadership development and personal development and helping people become just better leaders in our world today. Because I think more than ever, like leaders are what's needed People, you know, I think with like social media technology has really hindered like people just connecting with other people. I think everyone where we live behind our screens. So I think people today like struggle with those social skills. And so I'm very passionate about helping people become better communicators, helping people, you know, become just better, you know, listeners, um, helping them with negotiations, helping them just become better versions of themselves. So that's really, you know, my two obsessions are, you know, personal and leadership development and helping, you know, families and, and business owners get ahead financially. Got it. Got it. What is leadership? What does the term leadership mean? A lot of people think that leadership is, especially in corporate America, either you have to get a management position, you have to be in charge of a big team, you have to... Uh, be involved and in coaching and teaching and teaching other people. What does the term leadership mean to you? Yeah, so so for me it's a little bit different actually. Um, so being you know in entrepreneur land, right, and not necessarily yeah. in kind of a corporate structure, um, you know, really because again I work with so many different people, right? People that are eighteen to people that are in their mid sixties, seventies. Um, you know, I have people in my team that are amongst all those different age groups and different clients that I sit with. And really what I've come to realize is I think leadership is self-development and personal development. And again, you, you're not, you know, you're not a leader just because of a job title. Yeah. You're not a leader just because of how big your team is, right? You're a leader by doing what you say you're going to do. Right, having integrity, and by being, I think, committed to becoming the best version of yourself. Yeah, that's what you know. My definition of a leader, you know, is, and when I'm, you know, looking, you know, to bring on, you know, a new associate or business partner, that's you know one of the biggest things that I'm looking for is somebody that is just committed to that growth, committed to becoming just a better human being yeah um because i personally believe we're, we're all born as leaders just in a different way i feel like there's a lot of people out there especially teenagers right who see the, the cool kid 
the person who's super uh, popular, the person that every that attracts everyone, that brings people together as a leader. Like, oh, he has all the leader qualities. He has what it takes to be a leader. What about those individuals? What do you tell them? Because you, you touch on a lot of things. So what, what do you tell someone like that that says, you know what? I, people don't like me. I don't, people don't gravitate to me. Um, people, I, I'm, I'm more of a follower. I follow people. Or, oh, that person can lead because everyone likes them. Yeah. So, you know, so for those individuals, I think the more that you stop looking, you know, at, at comparing yourself to others, and you just start to look within and say, what can I do today to just be 1% better than I was yesterday? And by doing that, ultimately, you're going to attract others and whatever that is, right? Whether you want to be a better DJ, whether you want to be a better trainer, whether you want to be a better Uber driver, whatever, a better student, whatever it is that you're doing, if you commit yourself to doing that, naturally, you're going to attract others around you and they're going to see that like, oh, wow, this person showed up to class and was taking notes this way. I'm going to do that next time. Okay, well, this person, you know, ends up getting stepping up as a personal trainer and doing things at a next level. People are going to see that, right? Whatever it is that you're doing. And naturally, you're going to find somebody else that's going to join you. Yeah. And all it takes is one. I think there's like the, this video out there that's like a dancing video. It's like this guy dancing this festival like by himself. Oh, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, I think one person comes to join. And next thing you know, it's like a mob of people like <laughs> having this random dance party. Yeah. And I already think there's music. I think they're just like dancing by themselves. So I think it's a lot like that. And so, again, yeah, if you're feeling like, hey, I don't really have value to add, I'm just kind of follower, like, just focus on whatever it is that you're doing, wherever that you're at in your life, no matter how young or old you are, just how do you, you know, put yourself in a position where you're a little bit better today than you were yesterday, yeah. right? Whether that's, you know, waking up a little bit earlier, whether that's, you know, reading one more page, whatever it is that you're doing, I think if you try that, you know, give yourself a few weeks, give yourself a month, you're going to notice that you're going to create a following and, and you're going to feel, you know, like you matter. And you're going to feel like, hey, you know what? I can inspire others because I think we all have that gift yeah. to, to give. Definitely. Where do you see your business going? So... Yeah, I mean, man. So that's that's exciting for us. So, yeah, because because so I know me, you're still you're still young. Oh and, man, and yeah, this entrepreneur so. and starting your own business. And my you know my theme of my podcast and why I kind of started it is because we often hear those people at the top already made it big time. Um, you know, eventually one of my goals is to interview one of those people at the top. But I think that people who are starting, kind of like yourself, who are already doing big things, um, there's a similarity and habits and the way they carry themselves and their vision and the power of, you know, believing the system, have faith in where you're going to go, where you're going to end up. Where do you see yourself going? Yeah. So, so we have a motto on, a, um, you know, my team and it's uh, just getting started. And this, this came from, I, I see a lot of times, you know, different people that so-called made it, or that focus so much on a title, like they try so hard to get to this finish line, and then they're kind of just like done, and then you see them kind of like diminish, like diminish, 
or like that maybe like that one hit wonder or whatever they make that one video and they go viral and you never hear see them again right so what i've really done is like i've shifted my mindset to everything that i do and again because one thing that when you are a hustler it's it's, you do gotta like celebrate your wins because i'm very hard on myself so that's one thing that i i do gotta like learn to like realize my wins and celebrate but what i've really done is i shift my mindset to everything that i do is it's just getting started yeah. So if I'm going to make six figures in a year, cool, just getting started. If I'm going to make seven figures in a year, just getting started. Eight figures, just getting started. And when you have that mindset, like, sky is the limit, right? Because everything that we do, again, celebrate the wins along the way, but we're just getting started. Mm-hmm. And so, so vision-wise, um, you know, we will have an office in all 50 states. Uh, we will fill, you know, arenas. Um, with different leadership and entrepreneur events. Um, and more than anything, you know, what I've strived to do over this, like, you know, last year and a half is really just create a support system, a family environment where like-minded individuals can come together and whatever it is that they're passionate about in life, they're going to have positive people around them that are going to support them to help them reach their goals. Damn. And that's the biggest thing, I think, for me, and what's needed in our society is that type of group of people that push each other to elevate to the next level. Hence, our team name is called, you know, Elevate Elevate and Elevate Leaders Academy is really what I want to create, right? Our school systems, our education systems fail us, Right in the aspect of teaching people, right, business, teaching people how money works, teaching people really kind of how to, you know, succeed in our world. And so, you know, where that Elevate Leaders Academy, you know, came from is number one, right, all of us with that constant commitment to becoming 1% better every day, to elevating to the next level, wherever, whatever that means to them, right? The leaders, again, I'm a full believer that we're all born as leaders. We just got to get in touch with that and find out a way to, you know, share our gift with others. And that's the journey. That's the fun part, actually. And then again, the academy is, is the school, is the environment, is that, you know, ability to bring others together under one roof, under a Zoom call, whatever it is, how we're interacting in a place where we're just going to thrive and we're going to help each other. Um, you know, get to our get to our next level. So, so that's where we're going. Again, yeah, we're we're just scratching the surface. Um, so many you know lives to change. So many families that that need help and that need that education. Um, and so, again, I encourage anyone that's out there. If you have questions, don't hesitate to you know to reach out to to myself or or Cruz. Uh, but I strongly encourage you, you know, to put yourself in an environment that's going to set you up to win. Yeah. Right? Because it's life is not going to be easy. No one said it was. And when you're going through those hard times, you're going through those hard moments, there's nothing better than when you have somebody to, you know, to put out their arm and say, like, Cruz, I got you. Like, if you want me to sit on the floor with you, like, I'll sit on the floor with you. Want me to bring you up? I got you. This hand is here. And I think at the end of the day, 
All we have is our, our experiences. All we have are the relationships that we create and the legacy that we're going to live on. And so, again, I'm, I'm privileged enough to found a, a career and a platform that now allows me to become the best, you know, Jeremy that I can be, um, not only to my, you know, my teammates, but also to my family and also to the future generations uh, that are going to come. Definitely, bro. That was, that's awesome. I can already see you filling up arenas. I can see you having a big team, offices everywhere. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for what you're going to achieve and what you're going to be doing. Uh, before we wrap up, uh, anywhere they can find you, where yes. are you most active at? Yeah, so most active, um, which uh, I definitely need some help. I'm actually looking for someone to kind of help with the social media stuff, which we're trying to blow up. Um, but I'm on Instagram. It's uh, yeah, Jeremy underscore uh, Cheryl. Uh, Facebook as well. Uh, you can look at my name is Jeremy with an E and just no Y. Take out, <laughs> substitute the Y for an E. Uh, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, and uh, yeah, you can find me. Um, if you guys want, I can leave a, like I said, maybe Cruz can put an email or phone number. And um, again, however I can help, however I can just, you know, share any of my golden nuggets that I've been, you know, I've got from so many mentors along the way. Yeah. Um, you know, all I want to do, kind of like my mom, is just give. And, you know, the more successful I become, the more I'm able to give. Definitely. And that's really one of my biggest drivers to make it is not so I have more for myself. It's so I have more to give. Wow. Well, I think you already answered my question. My last question was going to be, what is a legacy that Jeremy wants to leave behind? And I think that that's, that's it unless you want to add to that. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question, man. I, um, I think it's... My biggest thing is, I think, to not give up on people. And I think I got a quote before is, you know, I want people to be able to say, hey, I didn't give up because of you. And so, you know, I really want to, you know, encourage everybody out there, right, that just to not, not give up ever and to just keep persevering. And even the things that have happened in my life, I know there's people that go through all kind of things out there. And so, you know, wherever that you're currently at, to just to not give up, keep pushing forward. And a lot of times you never know who you might inspire. You never know whose life you might change just from saying hi to them or just from complimenting them. So, again, just be dead focused on becoming a better version of yourself, getting 1% better every day. And um, I do a lot of stuff on, you know, this kind of mindset and personal growth training. So if you're, you know, looking for any of that, um, if you feel like it would help you, please don't hesitate to reach out and um, I'd love to, to be a resource any way I can. Definitely, brother. Definitely. Well, guys, that wraps up today's episode with my man, my good buddy, Jeremy Sherrill. Um, please make sure to follow him on all social platforms. I'll make sure to tag him down below and uh, on the description. So uh, with that being said, guys, hopefully you guys liked it. Hopefully you guys got some tremendous value because I did. And if you guys did, please make sure to leave a review. Let me know what you like, what I can work on. And if you're following me on social media, tag me on something that you like. Take a screenshot of it. Let me know you're listening and catch you guys on the next episode. Brother, thank you so much. Awesome. Appreciate it.